You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello listeners. Welcome to the latest episode of Why Not Mint Money. I'm your host Jash Kriplani. Some investors have as many as 80 to 100 mutual fund schemes in their portfolio. But do you need so many funds? How many funds are enough for a well diversified portfolio? In today's episode, we chat with Suresh Sadagopan, who is the founder of Ladder Seven Wealth Advisories, on the number of funds an investor needs in his or her portfolio. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started with your money journey. Hi, Suresh. It is so great to have you here. So Suresh before we get into the main segment of the episode can you share any recent travel or any recent reading that you would like to talk about Yeah I mean I've been traveling a lot lately and one of the one of the trips actually is fresh in my mind I had been to Kerala this place called Kondailip in sorry Kondailip in Alappuzha or Alipay So we had gone there for an annual conference we had the financial planners guild annual conference of which I am the president actually so we had a wonderful conference i mean it was a wood paneled uh, uh, room i mean they had given that conference room amazing i mean we never had that kind of a wood paneled conference room ever before i mean this is the first okay. time in the past when we talk about wood paneling the entire roof was completely beautifully wood paneled wow. and this kondayalip resort to actually reach the resort you need to go by a boat there is no direct okay. way of reaching the resort so you go okay. to a particular point then the right. boat will pick you up and then it will actually take you into the resort and okay. in the resort I mean, it is a very sylvan verdant uh, surrounding i mean greenery all around and okay. there was actually water on three sides okay. you can go uh, for a boating in alappuzha i mean in in that itself so okay. it was actually a wonderful experience i mean the conference was great and the conference so you can say experience was elevated by the surroundings and what we experienced in the resort so it was okay. amazing right right and that sounds quite interesting and with that great imagery in mind we get into yeah. the main segment so today we are going to chat about how many funds an investor should really have so yeah what's the answer to that how many funds an investor really needs to have a well diversified portfolio that can also take care of all the goals yeah i mean it's a it's a brilliant question i think this is a question which we keep uh, getting asked i think this is a very common question which we uh, find on the social media media and all that see the question to this has to be nuanced and the question has to be nuanced and uh, uh, it also depends on a person's personal situation i'm just going to go a bit into that uh, so we have several uh, clients we are handling hundreds of clients i mean so several of our clients we are investing uh, for the husband we are investing for the wife and lot of times what happens is i mean the husband portfolio wife portfolio i mean everybody is sensitive about their portfolio right so when we actually look at uh, diversification or when we want to have the portfolio constructed properly for both of them together ultimately their family so the point what we found is that see i mean everybody wants their portfolio to be properly well diversified and again the risk profile of different people can be different somebody may be conservative somebody may be somewhat aggressive and things like that so what happens is for the slightly conservative person we construct a comparatively less aggressive kind of a portfolio and for the other person we construct a comparatively more aggressive portfolio so in this whole thing what happens is ultimately these two portfolios together is for the family 
but we cannot really have only say maybe debt portion in one portfolio and equity portion in another portfolio and because of that what happens is there is a bit of duplication also which happens and i'll tell you a real life uh, situation somebody says that you have given me for example cotec flexi cap this is a brilliant fund so why are you not giving that for my wife okay right. i want this right. for me and i want this for my wife i mean we try telling them but if you are investing in let us say a flexi cap why should i give the same flexi cap for your wife ultimately it is the same portfolio no then again right. they say that yeah the portfolios you you should consider are going to be different and things like that so this is one so because of that sometimes the portfolio uh, is not really as say streamlined as it should be and i'm going to come and answer your question finally right see the other see the other portion is the size of the portfolio itself if somebody is let us say having 50 lakhs and somebody is having having 4 and 1/2 crores see these two are two different kinds of portfolios and we need to have a level of diversification commensurate with the size of the portfolio for example for a 50 lakh portfolio i may not probably recommend a international exposure but for a 4 and 1/2 crore portfolio i may mostly recommend a international exposure so what happens is the when the portfolio size actually goes up uh, see the we really want to diversify across various subcategories so it is not just the large mid and small so we may actually go to other portions like maybe a hybrid fund maybe an international fund maybe a thematic fund and things like that and when the portfolio size actually goes up i mean exponentially like for example somebody who has a 20 crore portfolio or 25 crore portfolio then we may also want to diversify even between fund managers like in a large cap uh, fund suppose i have a very good fund and a very good fund manager managing that i may want to actually also diversify that risk and maybe i'll bring a passive in that so there may be two funds in a large cap space for example or there may be more than one fund in the flexi cap space so these kind of things also happen see another thing which we will have to i mean bear in mind apart from the fact that we are putting together the portfolio for investment is in terms of contingency and liquidity and any emergencies so we really need to look at and and the goals so suppose the goals are coming let us say in in say 3 months 6 months 1 year see we have to invest something appropriately so that these goals can be met without any problem so obviously it cannot be an equity fund it has to be an appropriate duration debt fund okay or an arbitrage fund so what happens is because of the goal and because of the liquidity requirement contingency requirement emergency fund requirement again there are a clutch of funds which we have to which we have to put our money into and it actually in a sense it bloats the portfolio so my point is i mean we we have to have the necessary number of funds in a portfolio in line with where the goals are coming in line with the contingency liquidity requirements of the person and also taking into account the risk profile of the person how many people are there in the in the family to invest i only talked about two people there are families where there may be more than two people so and then the complexity goes up because the requirement from the family side is also there so we have to balance these things out as an advisor what i want to do and at the same time taking into account what i mean what i need to do probably from the taking into account the client's lookout so let me now summarize so for a typical family which maybe the husband and wife for a for for example i say 1 1 1/2 crore portfolio i would probably including liquidity goal all the contingency and all that will be maybe 12 13 funds total including the debt funds for let us say a 4 and 1/2 crore portfolio i would say that the number of funds will probably go up by another maybe 3 4 5 
this is so, a family of 3 it can be a family of 2 also two. even in a family of 2 see the number of funds will somewhat go up because okay. even we want to diversify away from a single fund manager so right. that happens so the point is i mean the the thing to guard against is to invest in every fund which is showing a five star against right. it so right. that is what typically uh, many people tend to do see there are many many five star funds in the large cap category or any category for that matter we have to carefully choose maybe one or two from among that and invest so there is nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that there are lots of people who say all you require is maybe four four funds or five funds i would i would disagree with that because even if i look at only the liquidity requirement gold requirement and contingency and emergency fund requirement i would still be with four or five funds only for that all put together so then i will have to have funds for various other uh, needs also and i need to diversify among the fund houses among the fund managers and among the various themes and subcategories and so and yeah and and suresh what about style diversification right within the same category the same funds would be managed with completely different styles absolutely absolutely so all those things also we will have to uh, look at so style diversification in in terms of i mean some term people will be aggressive in their management intent some people will be buy and hold some people will have a growth oriented style some people will have a value oriented style and uh, i mean so some and again from a advisory point of view especially in large caps should i take active calls active uh, schemes or should i go with a passive scheme so that is also a call that i will have to take so when we are actually constructing a portfolio all these things we will have to consider very carefully before constructing the portfolio i mean your point is well taken you are saying it should begin right at the start of the portfolio construction of what if there is a situation you know which probably some of our listeners might be in that is they have a bloated portfolio they have 30 schemes in their portfolio or i mean i've heard that there could be even 40 50 yeah, there could be much more i mean yeah. we have we have had situations where there are 80 100 also okay okay so all so the those will become all all five star four star funds everything will be there okay. so how does one then you know try and rationalize the portfolio you know of course one comes to advisors like you but if somebody doesn't have that access if you can give a bit of a toolbox to our listeners how they can go about it see we will have to look at not the funds per se i mean there is a product orientation in the minds of various investors which is actually problematic see the point is just by putting together a, a assortment of products which are today performing well does not mean that you will achieve all your goals see at this point in time something is performing 6 months down the line when somebody is looking at it it may perform well it may not perform well what is truly really important is what is that you require in your life that is what is really important so the first thing that we need to focus on is what are the short term goals and what are the uh, major expenses that are coming up and you need to definitely provision for that when i say short term goals and short term expenses i am talking about all expenses up to 3 years okay so now you have to provision for that and especially if the goals and expenses are important ones or something that the family does not want to miss like a vacation so then you have to i mean properly invest for those things so then so that is where probably you will start so the second thing i think covid has start, uh, taught us uh, a lot about this emergency and contingency funding i think we have to have maybe one or two funds from that point of view we have to put aside a certain sum of money for completely unforeseen circumstances covid being one of them and for things which we can foresee 
but we don't know the timing for example somebody may be not doing that very well medically in the family some somebody elderly so the timing is not known when you may have to incur that expense but it is reasonably clear that at some future point in time it will be required so a contingency fund or a emergency fund is absolutely required so and then the required amount of liquidity now the liquidity can be had in the bank account it can be had in the case of a flexi deposit it can also be there in a in as a ultra short term or a liquid fund or arbitrage fund so you can have in whichever way so if we start this way then we are starting from what is our requirement now the second thing is in terms of what are the medium and long term goals and what is the kind of wealth that we are looking to create so when we look at it from that point of view what is the risk profile of the family i mean today if you were to look at it maybe you have a reasonably good assessment of what kind of risk you are willing to take but if you are not too very sure about your investment intent the amount of risk that you can potentially take there are lot of these questionnaires which are available on the net which will give a reasonable guidance as to whether you are an aggressive investor or a conservative investor that kind of a thing so your portfolio also has to be put together based on your ability to bear risk when i talk about risk stock market uh, is a inherently volatile place so are you fine with the volatility how much of volatility can you stomach if the stock market goes down by 10% will you panic and sell it off and that is basically the biggest problem we advisors face so suppose somebody does not have the risk appetite and have invested in let us say a small cap stock small cap mutual fund for example they may not be comfortable with the kind of volatility which may be there i mean it may go up by 40% it may also go down by minus 35% and that's a problem and they may sell and they may hurt themselves so the the point to take into account while you are putting together a portfolio is is that fund which you are choosing is is it suitable for your risk kind of risk profile and what kind of product should be there for your kind of risk profile i mean if you really don't know what kind of product should be there again i mean lot of a lot of places on the internet will give you okay model portfolios if you have a conservative risk profile you can have for example maybe 40% or uh, 40% in equity 60% in debt oriented uh, product or 35% in equity 65% in debt oriented product and they will give you the i mean they will give you the sub categories to invest in also so the risk is very very important lot of people just go by the five star and just go by which category is giving that uh, uh, high return i would say for every uh, kind of investor uh, a bedrock of large cap oriented fund is very very important and how much of mid cap how much of small cap how much of flexi cap that is a choice that uh, one can make for a very conservative investor i would suggest that they stick largely to only large cap and not really go to mid and small caps and right. for slightly aggressive they can go to those places so that is how the portfolio has to be put together right up uh, now suresh uh, you would have obviously heard about multi asset funds now we are seeing lot more new fund launches in this category and it is being positioned as one stop solution but does that really work in your assessment yeah see for a person who does not have a, a proper advisor and they are trying to do uh, things by themselves a multi asset fund may not be a bad place at all in fact it can be a good thing see the only the only thing which you will have to bear in mind is that the multi asset fund the allocation among the various assets is going to be as per uh, the dictates of what happens to that particular asset and the fund manager's assessment of what will happen going forward but let us say the fund manager for example is allocating 25% in gold okay but as per your requirement 
that much of gold may not be appropriate for example so yeah, so it is possible that a multi asset fund may be doing well but from your overall asset allocation point of view it may not be the most appropriate thing having said that if that is one of the funds which you are going to have in your portfolio and there are many other things that you are also doing and multi asset fund is one of the funds in the portfolio i am absolutely uh, okay with that because at least some portion of the portfolio somebody is managing that and you have some allocation into assets which probably otherwise you may not have allocations into at all that's a good point and you know earlier we saw a lot of nfos coming now that cycle has slowed down but still some investors get a bit excited when an nfo comes what's your word of advice to investors when it comes to a new fund launch yeah so as far as i mean new fund launch is concerned we have to keep in mind that for every single fund which is launched today whether it is a flexi cap or a multi cap or international fund or whatever fund there will be at least some 30 different funds which have been launched in the past which has a fund manager which has a track record so i mean there is not much need for anybody to actually jump onto a nfo and lot of people even today after so much has been written and so much we have tried to help the investor understand still people talk about the 10 rupee nav 10 rupee nav is a, is just a derived number and the 10 rupee will go to 11 rupees which is 10% increase only if the underlying portfolio whether it is equity or gold or whatever is able to give that 10% so even assuming another nav is 100 rupees that will go to 110 and this will go to 11 so it's exactly the same underlying portfolio has to perform so it's a derived number don't get fooled by the nav number of 10 or 100 or whatever if you are convinced about the uniqueness of the new fund offer and you are 100% sure that this is not available anywhere else and you don't want to miss that opportunity which seldom is the case you can go for it but more otherwise what i always will suggest is to go for an existing fund which has a good track record i mean we keep saying that past uh, past performance is not an indicator of the future i absolutely agree with that but at least it says something like what has happened in the past during different market cycles and that is very important to know in the case of nfo you don't have any performance record in any case so it's much better to consider existing funds which have certain track record and you know which is the fund house who is the fund manager so it's good to know that yeah you know the style you know like you said if there is a long track record you know how the fund has been managed at different market cycles especially during turbulent phases thank you so much for joining us today and for that really really insightful discussion it was a pleasure having you here thank you listeners for joining us today if you liked this episode and would like to hear to more such interesting conversations do log into our channel why not mint money on spotify where you'd always find me omnipresent also if you have any new ideas or suggestions you can dm me on twitter my twitter handle is at the rate jash kriplani that is J A S H K R I P L A N I. You can always reach out to us over the email. Our email ID is mintmoney at the rate liemint dot com. To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com. Hold up. 